Welcome to Grizzly Peaks Radio. This is Masks of Nyarlathotep for Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Dark schemes herald the end of the world. Written by Larry Dottilio and Lynn Willis. 5th edition by Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dawood. My name is Kimberly, and I play Claudia Stein, a former U-boat captain from the German side of World War I. And to be clear, she is not and will never be a Nazi. Her three great loves are fame, fortune, and pretty women. She used to be rich, but now she's not, but the other characters don't know that. My name is Sydney. Just call me Sid. I play Cole Mortson, aka Caron, who is a burned private eye detective out in New York who has a terrible drinking problem and a scarred face. The name is Cole, Cole Mortson, but some call me Caron. Once upon a time, I was a New York PD investigator, but as you can see by my face, I ran into 150 degrees of explosive bad luck. Now off the force, I spend my time as a for-hire private eye that isn't afraid to get his hands a little dirty. Whatever may come for me and my friends, they should know that not all of me was burned away. My name is Kiara. I play Dr. Gwen Greaves, a French-Moroccan surgeon with a dead husband, an opium addiction, and a growing debt to the mafia. Hello, lads and lasses. I'm Brian, and I'll be playing as Bill Rakeshire, your friendly neighborhood custodian. Hello, my name is Will, and I play Marcus Abate, a streetwise mechanic turned booksmart archaeologist after a car accident that left him with a muscular disorder. A fast talker and a smart cookie, but a bit of a wild card if you cross someone close to him and put a switchblade in his hands. And he's partial to alcohol in bags. My name is Isaiah, and I play Grums the Hobo, a rootin' tootin' shootin' rail rider from Louisiana. Not much is known about my past, but an odd affinity for cats and their well-being. In last week's episode, our heroic band of investigators had descended into the depths of Juju House to face the horrors that lay within. What they found there, their minds could scarcely contain. A hideous, multi-headed monstrosity that was in a pit waiting for its next sacrificial victim to be thrown in. And who was that sacrificial victim? None other than Marcus Abade, who had been handed off to Mukungam Ndari by the corrupt cop Captain Robson, taking advantage of the chaos caused by the writhing bodies of the naked cultists who were praying to their foul, monstrous god in the pit. They drew their weapons and proceeded to fire at the hideous high priest Makunga Mdari. He was taken down eventually, but not before being thrown into the pit to be torn apart by his very own monstrous Shakota. Their allies, the Harlem Hellfighters and the honest cop, Lieutenant Poole, turned up in the nick of time to help them defeat the massed forces of the cultists, the beast in the pit, and three shambling zombies with their intestines hanging out. But the mess they left behind was too big to clean up, and Paul sent them off in an unmarked car to Emerson Imports on the docks by the Hudson River, where they lay low, waiting, waiting to leave the shores of America, possibly for the last time. After about an hour of cleanup, you have gathered whatever you could from from the basement of Juju House, and you have been sent in a in an unmarked car by Poole to a familiar place to Emerson Imports, interestingly enough, which is very well located for the docks and a good place for you to lay low. What are your plans? What are your thoughts? I'm concerned about the Dalmatian that I left that um, the house that I'm house sitting. Oh boy. Claudia's gonna pretend like she doesn't care, but she is gonna call some people to make sure the dog's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What about the rest of you? Because from what Paul said, he wants you out of the US as quickly as possible. He does not want you around to make any complications for him in his report. Well, I need to go to the hospital. You do need to go to the hospital. Unless she fumbles it, then you're fucked. 
Then I need to go to the hospital. Then you won't need to go to the hospital. Then you need to go to the morgue. God. <laughs> I mean, it's only like a 1% chance. It's like she leaves the she leaves the forceps inside him when she sews him up or something. Jesus. Kind of yeah, Cartman syndrome. <laughs> it happens. What about the rest of you? Do, do the rest of you have any any things that you need to, to deal with before you have to leave the country? Well, real quick, what was under the, the blanket at the place? I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> you left us with such a cliffhanger. <laughs> I know, I know. You're driven then in this unmarked car because um, I think your car is a little bit too... It's been in- involved in too many. Incidents. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> in fact, I guess you probably want to figure out something with your car, but I guess it's the least of your worries, really. Yeah, it's it's not super important at the moment. I'll just I'll I'll just I'll just put it in the garage and forget about it. So I'll tell you what I will, because I don't think did we actually read Africa's Dark Sects last time? At the end, is someone going to skim it? Is someone going to kind of have a brief look at it in the car on the way to the warehouse? I'm driving, so... <laughs> you're driving. No, no, you're being driven. You're being driven. Oh. In an unmarked car. Mysterious. Sure, I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is the book that everyone was after, remember? There were people willing to kill for. So it was written in 1920 by, in English by a Nigel Blackwell. It has a blue pasteboard cover with marbled end papers and blue stained page edges. And it was written by Nigel Blackwell during his travels across Africa. The book is an odd mix of travelogue and expose of the ritual practices of a variety of African cults. Although the notes of his travels were obviously turned into a book, no publisher is listed on the title page, and Blackwell has no address or any identifying way of finding out who or where he is. It seems like it might be a pseudonym. That's a man who don't want to be found. And when you're skimming through it, you realize it is full of a lot of very interesting information about the cult of the bloody tongue and it will take you probably about six weeks to do a full study but you could you could do an initial reading of it in in about uh, a couple of hours if you wanted to and you you find something very interesting stuffed in the back is the instructions on how to create one of those zombies that you fought. So a spell? It's a spell to create a zombie from a recently killed human being. <laughs> cool, raisin dead. <laughs> it's pretty um it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, I feel like someone should have that spell. I mean sure. you can if you want, but the way it says to create this Simba, as they are called, these Kenyan zombies is that the person has to be ritually killed and have their guts pulled out from their stomach and then that prepares them to return as these zombies that's why they all have their entrails dangling from from their um, slashed open stomachs and also kind of gives you a bit of insight into how, how and why your friend was killed that way. What if it's already sort of prepared, like Jackson Elias was, so that I don't have to go gut someone? Sure. All you need to do is persuade someone to ritually sacrifice and disembowel someone for you. I mean, that's oh, fine. Okay. Oh, that's easy. Hey, can you <laughs> well, I mean, there's people doing it. <coughs> I mean, there, we couldn't get out of the way of that situation for quite a while, so. That is know. true. That is true. Bad things actually, happen, so you might as well take advantage of it. You know what I'll say, just to speed things up a bit, I'll say you've done your initial reading of it, um, cool. so I am going to make you lose some sanity and gain some feeling of us cool, from cool, that, cool. Mr. Grums. So, so Mr. Grums, can you roll me a d10 for your sanity loss? Seven. Wow. Okay, so Grums, just from reading that... Son of a bitch. You, you, lose, you lose seven sanity points. Does that mean I hit a bout of madness? Stra- and, well, let's see. Please um, don't go mad make, in the car. Make, make, me an intelli- <laughs> make me an intelligence roll, please. Oh, Grums, please tell me you're a stupid motherfucker. He's average. <laughs> He's average. Just roll a d100. Your intelligence is 50. Oh, you're lucky. Somehow reading it, you don't put two and two together, and you don't think 
that has anything to do with the killing of Jackson Elias. Somehow you just miss that. Just blocking it. So you're saying I can't, I can't do that to, I can't use the spell now? No, 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 you'll be able to learn the spell. I'm just saying you don't have a bout of madness because you're, you're so dumb. You don't put, you don't put, put this together with the fact that your friend was ritually killed in exactly that way and then came back as a zombie. You think that's just a, some kind of coincidence, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, but, but you do need to lose seven sanity, but you do gain two Cthulhu Mythos points. So make a note of that. Um, Ooh, okay. On the way over then, Cole, you start unwrapping the blanket, the African um, uh, woven blanket that you recovered from. Oh yeah, from new comforter. Dari's alcove. New comforter. So, yeah, here we go. There's a very interesting weapon in there. They're called. It looks like lion's claws attached to a kind of metal. I don't know if you know that that Japanese weapon that. that Are we um, good? Do we have Wolverine claws? Are we gonna yeah, stick people? Like yeah. A, yeah, it's basically like those Wolverine. It's basically like Wolverine claws, but with with lion claws embedded in it. It's a oh. really vicious weapon. Um, oh yes. It, if someone wants to use it, uh, who's anything. who's got the highest strength? Brawl. Whoever's got the highest. I, I do. I yeah. do. <laughs> Finally, please give him something other than a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Hey, hey, no shame, no shaming. You think that'd be a good weapon? There's certainly a piercing weapon. So that's. So you Here you go, that. big red. You're gonna get. You're gonna um, snick people. You also picked thank up you. the chronometer. That. Um, oh yeah, the thing. That very modern, like, so modern it seemed completely out of place. In fact, I don't think any of you have seen anything, like, as sophisticated as this clock ever. You know, it's got hands and dials and everything, but just the way it's been constructed is is seemingly, it's almost too perfect, it seems. It's like, there's no seams, there's, the thing's completely sealed in the metal case, the glass is flush. With the with the metal, you have no idea how it was constructed. So so you you figured it out last time. It, it wasn't showing each time. It was, it was showing London time, mm. or Greenwich Mean Time. So um, the another thing you find is is um, a mask identical to the one that Amdari was wearing, um, but better used because it's a bit more it's a bit more um, tattered. Also decorated with a mummified human tongue. I don't know if you want to keep that, but maybe as a, like a souvenir or something. Um, uh, there's a long feathered shawl of shimmering color, quite beautiful. Um, so yep, if any mine. of you have, why do you want? It's in my lap. Cold, <laughs> really, your kind of thing. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to make a science zoology role or a, or a natural hard natural world role role. Um, they'll be able to identify the feathers. But, uh, biology? No, it's got to be zoology or natural world. Uh, biology? I think, Isaiah, oh, no. I think um, Grums, I, I think I did. So, because natural world, yeah, you got 50% natural world, according to this. You fail your natural world role, Grums. You, you don't know what they are. Um, but they're very nice. They're very pretty anyway. There's also the Africa's Dark Sex book stamped with property of the trustees of harvard university there's something else just looking at it gives you the creeps it's a carved wooden african mask with four hideous faces perched atop a thick corded neck with a basket-like reed feather and fabric collar and the way you would wear it because the heads at the top are way too small you would pull the fabric collar over your own face and then these four hideous inhuman heads would be like perched on top of yours. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's horrible looking at it. There's something very creepy about it. Who wants that? <laughs> yeah, who wants it? <laughs> Since it's in your hands, Cole. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean I'll, I'll keep it, but like... <laughs> Because... <laughs> it's settled. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now I've got two masks. 
Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna end up looking like the fucked up happy mask salesman. I I will let you all make a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Okay. Probably haven't got much of a hope because you all got such right. low, but you never know. I don't know how the okay. fuck I can fumble that. Uh, we'll get on to that in a minute. <laughs> how, do, how do you fumble a mythos roll? Oh, jeez. Isaiah, what is your Cthulhu mythos? Wow, Kim. Uh, I know. <laughs> I had to get Cloudy disconnected from Discord it. to do it, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you that fumbled, Claudia and... and I can't hear and, anything. And Karen. Right, the two of you who fumbled, Kiara, you only failed by two. Do you want to? Do you want to burn some luck? Why not? Let's do it. You can, you can burn two luck. <laughs> yeah, I'll burn two luck for this forbidden knowledge. <laughs> so you realize from having read some of these horrific tomes at um, Erica Carlyle's mansion, the books that you still have on you, actually, um, that the four heads represent a combination of four outer gods, as they are known. The gods Nodens, Azathoth, Shub-Niggurath, and Yog-Sothoth. You know that Azathoth is the emperor of the universe and of all the gods, and a positively terrifying concept. He's a hundred mile wide nuclear firestorm at the heart of the universe. Oh, he's Um, the big one. He's the big one. (laughs) Um, you also know that Nodens is is the one that's kind of the only god that that potentially isn't utterly terrifying, um, utterly terrifying, and utterly unconcerned whether humanity lives or dies. He seems to actually take some interest Titty. in humanity. <laughs> um, where Shubnigarath and Yogg-Sothoth are both both basically incomprehensible. Um, entities of pure chaos that would just destroy the entire planet if they ever appeared from, from your knowledge. The two of you that fumbled, could you both make me a luck roll? God damn it. Holy shit. for <laughs> me. <laughs> Taking the fact that Cole rolled a 96 on his god. luck roll. Oh god. Well, you also, you rolled a 79, and I don't think you 79 luck either. Cole, can you roll a dexterity roll for me now? Oh my god. Am I gonna fall out of the car? <laughs> no! What the fuck? But you did roll a 92. I'm also gonna roll a dexterity roll now for um for Claudia. You know, accidentally step on the brakes too. People are rolling 90s. This is insane. Yeah, if I roll one more 90, I'm switching over to my normal dice. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 45. You succeeded on your dexterity roll, which you'd think would be a good thing, wouldn't you? God. No. I hate you. You really think that would be a good thing? <laughs> what is happening? For everything. But unfortunately not, because what that means is you're the one that manages to grab the mask first. <laughs> <laughs> what, do I, do I drop it? <laughs> no, uh, I just snatch y- it. Yeah, she you. snatches it out of your lap. Oh, my oh. God. And, and starts trying to put it on her head. No one stop me. Let uh, me gain the knowledge. What what does uh what does anyone else want to do? Can I try the non-sanity draining mask? I wanna check that out. <laughs> I want you guys um, let me live my life. Let's 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 deal with this little conundrum first. So you're sitting in the back of this car, kind of bumping along um the West Side Highway going down to Emerson Imports um in the Hudson docks. We're like kids in a school bus. Yeah, squabbling over this hideous mask created by probably some East African sorcerer of incredibly powerful magic, representing four of the outer gods, beings whose only um, desire is to exterminate all life in the universe. And, and, and we're fighting over it. It's trying to slit the fabric collar over her head. So, Gwen, can you make me a, a fighting brawl? Roll if we're trying to grab it. Okay, a nerd trying to fight you. Terrible brawl. So that's a thirty-six. Oh, and you rolled a seventy-seven. Both failed. However, because Claudia is still in control of the mask, it's it's now she's kind of slipped just the top part over the top of her head. Yes. Um. And and Cole, what would you like to do? I'm gonna try to take it back. Don't steal from me. Mind your own business. 
<laughs> yeah, I should tell you the same thing. You took it from my hands. I'm living my life. <laughs> All right. Can you, can you um, fighting brawl? Can you do that? Yeah. All right. And I just want to say for the record, if it is above a ninety, I'm moving to my own dice. Fine. Whoa, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Claudia can't respond because she's already um, like tried to fight fight off uh, fight off Gwen. And you manage to knock it out of her hand, and the thing kind of rolls to the floor, and 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 it's kind of like looking up at you, almost with this mocking expression. And at that moment, Claudia, you come back to your senses, as do you, um, Cole, and you both realise that this thing kind of wanted you to put it on. Why are you stealing from me, bro? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think how Claudia would respond to this, and I'm tempted to say that she pulls out her gun and aims it at the mask. I like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, so you do that. And afterwards, let's throw it in the fire. For the love of Christ, do not fumble <laughs> in this bad car. It's probably right in front of me, right? It's right down well, your, I mean, Watch you hit the gas engine. <laughs> just yeah, you can hit the under the car. And the whole car explodes, but no, that's game bad. over. Um, do you actually want to shoot a bit? I mean, she wants to destroy it, and I would think that her immediate reaction would be to destroy it. So, unless anyone's gonna stop me, I think she's gonna shoot it. <laughs> All right, you do you, boo. Okay, <laughs> we should try. Yeah. I like. Can I like you kick think? it under the seats, like out of? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can't let's do it again. Let's do it again. So, I got legs. Uh, so, uh, so uh, Gwen, can you yes. make me a another brawl roll? Actually, you a know what? Dex? Maybe a, maybe a, no, maybe a dex roll. Maybe a dex yeah, roll. Don't put your leg where I'm shooting. Maybe a dex roll. She's gonna shoot you in the foot. Yeah. Wait. Um, what are you wait, doing? My... So make me a dex roll. Did. I succeeded just just now, barely. <laughs> uh, now, um, Claudia, make me a firearms roll. Oh boy! <laughs> what did you roll? Hard success. The seventeen. Seventeen. She manages to get her foot on the mask and kicks it forward. And I and and um, Gwen, you're gonna have to make me a luck roll to see where the bullet okay. goes. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, let's see. I want it to be a hard success for me that she, she's able to shoot it as it moves. Okay, you are lucky. Um, the bullet does not hit your foot, but it does um, slam into the mask, and it, it, and it shoots off one of the faces. Which one? <laughs> it shoots off the face of Azathoth. Don't we pissed off God? That's the nuclear chaos at the heart of the universe. Yeah, like a, or, a new, or a collapsed neutron star <laughs> or something fucked up like that, but actually sentient and and you know will bring about the end of the universe kind of thing. We just um, shot the face off. So of you just God. shot his face off. You just shot his face off. So that's pretty cool. Good. Good. Fuck God. It's right. Pretty metal. <laughs> shot the face of so God. The, the mask. The mask <laughs> rolls under the seat, where just the edge of the fabric is poking out, drawing your attention to it from time to time. Um, what material is it made of again? Wood? It's made, yeah. So it's wooden. The top bit is wooden. The the neck piece is like a corded material made from reed, feather, and fabric. So it's kind of stretchy, but also has some kind of firmness. You know what that sounds like? Flammable. We'll just set it on fire when we get to the boat. It's That's what I'm talking about. It's definitely flammable. Aren't any of you curious what would happen? Anyway, um, no, no. <laughs> look at what just happened, my dude. You're being very sensible. You're being very sensible, unfortunately for me. But I anyway. think Claudia was tempted to wear it, but as soon as it took her over, she was like, "Well, fuck that." It, it wasn't that it took you over. It, it just, it just seemed. It, for a moment, you just kind of were in a bit of autopilot. You just really right. want to see it and put it on. You know how, like, you see something like a, like a, uh, you know, a nice jacket or something. You just want to try it on, see how you look at it, that kind of thing. Mm. Exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. and now you've shot it, so. And now I shot it. Good. Yeah. I made an enemy today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Azeroth will remember that up at the corner. <laughs> there is also a burnished copper bowl etched with 
unrecognizable runes and signs. And again, if anyone wants to try and make a Cthulhu Mythos roll to see if they can figure out what this thing is, please go ahead. I'd be willing to try. Wow. Whoa. No way. No way. <laughs> right. I've, I've seen this before. Morton just rolled a hard Cthulhu Mythos roll. Dang. Six. You know that this bowl is used in conjunction with the spell Send Dream. The bowl appears to be made of copper, but you know that this is made from a metal that does not exist on Earth. It just looks like copper. And and you don't really know what the spell Send Dream means, but you're pretty sure it's a way of interfering with another person's mind. Okay. Um, you don't you don't know how you, you're not you haven't learned you can't learn the spell from it. But this bowl is a n vital part of that spell casting. And we have know, a component, have a, guys. You have a component. There How big's the bowl? Set. Is it like, is it like a like a cereal bowl or like a spittoon bowl? I would say it's a small cereal bowl sized thing. Okay. There's also a carved scepter made from baobab wood and inset with runes. But these these look more um, familiar kind of runes. So if any of you are good at archaeology. And in fact, I'll say Marcus, you you are, you recognize them. They're Egyptian hieroglyphics. You don't know what they mean, though. Man, we just found all sorts of goodies in this one bag. Yeah, well, this is all his kit. Then there is a, a gray metal headband with, with again, with, with various runes carved into the surface. And it's heavy and strangely warm to the touch. Moon prism power? <laughs> Um, again, does everyone want to make a Cthulhu Mythos roll? Yes. Oh. Why not? Let's keep going. I'll try it. Yeah, no. Claudia, do you actually have any Cthulhu Mythos at this point? I, I think I have, that. like, one. <laughs> you have one. Yeah, yeah. like one or three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you rolled a 55. Okay, yep. so I think you, you don't know what it is, but it seems somehow significant. Who I wants to be the guinea pig? Let me stare at it for a minute, and if it doesn't do anything weird, then I'll wear it. All right. I'm going to pass it over to Marcus. I'm just staring at it to make sure it doesn't, like, have, fate, like, Ulu faces coming out of it or nothing. Oh, also, I'm going to, like, I'm going to hold on to, um, to Claudia's arm so she doesn't shoot it, too. <laughs> right. as as it talk to me. You look at it for a while, Marcus, and it seems somehow to feel not just warm in your hand, but warm in your heart and your mind, like it's warming you somehow. Oh, this is a warm feeling. This is surprisingly nice for what we usually get out of these things. I'll try it on. Screw it. <laughs> okay, you put it on. Yeah, you, the warmth from it just radiates around your body. Oh. That feels quite nice. But nothing nothing else noticeable happened. I'm going to I'm gonna have to keep this thing. I like this. I like look I mean, at his it's... pupils and stuff and like not monitor his... <laughs> sure. Check pulse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Okay, do you want yeah. to make, uh, make a medicine? It's really nice. Suspicious. Yeah, I'll see Can I roll a psychology roll? Sure. Oh, you failed by six. You look at him, he looks absolutely normal. Well, as normal as Marcus ever looks. A second temperature or anything, also? So he doesn't he doesn't feel warm at all to you. Marcus, you, you feel like hot, but you just feel like you've got this kind of nice cozy blanket around you. Is he undead? <laughs> did, did you just die? die? <laughs> just immediately jumped to that conclusion. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, are you keeping it on, Marcus? Um, I'm gonna take it off after a little bit, just like just after there's like a wear for a couple minutes, enjoy the warmth, and be like, okay, I don't want to get too crazy with this now and then. Okay. So you reach up to try and take it off, and it comes off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you just you just take it off and it's like yeah it was kind of like a, it, yeah it's like having a thermal blanket or something or you know kind of nice I'm not sure you you're not sure what, whether it's useful in any way but it was kind of nice wearing it and then the final thing is the black sphinx oh yeah we found him oh yeah the black <laughs> sphinx right so Are jackson gonna... uh sorry about your body <laughs> Who's gonna? Who's wait? Who who's had the vision? Who um, had that like vision of that was? Was it? The oh. Vision of the 
flat of the soul going into the black sphinx? I think that was Grums. Yeah, I think it was Grums. Okay. Well, um, in in Grums' absence, Cole, would you like to pick it up and look at it? Uh, sure. Okay, so you pick it up, and it is um, a fairly roughly. It's not. It's not very beautiful or very delicate. It's a fairly roughly carved image of a sphinx, but of course, it's completely black, which is strange because the sphinx, at least the one that everyone knows in in uh, uh, Giza is not black. It's made from sandstone. Um, it has a strange sort of blank expression. It doesn't really have a face as such. It's just a flat kind of area where, where the face would be, which is different from the real sphinx in Giza. And as you turn it over in your hands, something very strange happens. As you kind of flick it over and you're turning it around and you look at the base, suddenly, very faintly, a bunch of numbers appears on the bottom. These magic eight balls are getting <laughs> creative. <laughs> Should I make an intelligence so I can remember them all or something? And then write them down um, they, like a little notebook? They actually, they actually stay there. They appear. Oh, they're not like they, one, four, like that sort of thing. No, no, they all appear at once. I will, I will paste it into the, into the channel, into the um, Discord channel. Okay. Those are. Oh, the that's a lot of numbers. Oh dang. A lottery numbers. No. We're gonna be rich, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson's giving us lottery numbers from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those are the numbers that appear on the bottom of the. Wait, uh, are those maybe? Maybe some, uh, was it letter code? I don't see any numbers above 26 in there, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, alphabet! That's true. Yeah! Alright, who wants to work on it? I I'm already <laughs> pulling it up on my phone. But Claudia right. wouldn't, but I would. <laughs> do you want to do it and then it's just like, Marcus figured out the code! It's this! Like. Well, I mean, Claudia know. might know code my from U-Boat days. Oh, that's right, yeah. That is very true. Um, yeah, so Claudia, you clearly recognize that this is a letter code. Whilst you're working on it, the car eventually pulls up to Emerson Imports. And you go in, um, and Emerson is there. And he says, uh, you guys are really, uh, you've given me a lot of trouble. My business is really on the ropes now. You do know that. How? Uh, yeah, what do we do? From what I heard just now from uh, from Paul, who rang me and said, I got to put you up for the next week. You've just shut down one of my biggest importers. Oh. Now, one of your biggest importers. Juju House? To... <laughs> I thought that was. Wait, is this the guy that we talked to in the beginning? So, the, yeah. So, this is, yeah, this the, is the guy you went to almost right at the beginning of the New yeah, York he's chapter. He's the one who didn't like him. Um, he, he was clearly just the middleman, like importing it from. From this, um, from this, uh, the guy in in Kenya, the Juju House. Hey, hey, well, hey, your 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 customers tried to human sacrifice me, so. <laughs> so, I, so I tell them. Well, I tell them that. you know what they say. The customer's always right. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh, you've clearly never worked retail, have you, buddy? <laughs> well, I, I guess if Paul says I got to put you up, I got to put you up. I, I figure, I figure that I don't want any more trouble. Um, but look, there's a, there's a, there's a room at the back where sometimes the, the overnighting workers sleep. Um, you can have that for the next week, but I want you out of here, and, and I don't want any noise, any trouble, any fuss. You bring any trouble around my way, and you're out. Won't be a problem. <laughs> no trouble for um, me, sir. And, and then he says, oh, and there's some guy coming to meet you here. I didn't get it. Catch his name. He'll be here in, in half an hour. What's he look like? <coughs> I, don't, I don't know. I didn't even get his name. How would I know what he looked like? I don't know. Someone told you. Did he, like, call you? or? It was Paul. He said that some guy's coming to see you. See, you left this that little man. detail out. Asshole. <laughs> this man associated with some sort of organization? 
I don't know, miss. All I know is... We're going to keep asking until you tell us. <laughs> Stop breaking the shit. It's the middle of the friggin' night. I'm up, I'm up at 11 p.m. on a weeknight, and, and a half my business has gone down the chutes, and now i got to look after you, you weirdos. <laughs> They're not children. We can fend for ourselves. Buddy, okay, I'd much okay. rather be back at my flat. Well, None anyway. of us are happy about this arrangement. <laughs> So, grumbling all the way, he leads you to the back room, which is a, a, a sorry little den. There's just some cots, you know, those like army type cots. Um, Dibs. Which, you know, several of you have slept on them before in your lives, so it's not terrible. Have one in my office. It's no different from my couch. Um, now, there is one entertainment device in the room, like a radio, radio, Dibs. radio, radio. Sure, let's say there's a radio. Yeah, because yeah. you can buy it. Because you can dance. <laughs> I'm going to entertain us all. Wait, what's the light source in here? Yeah, I would like to study my French book. Yes. Spell book. Well, there you go. Oh, so it's just a so, wait, so it's light bulb, not a lantern or a campfire, or not campfire, uh, fireplace or nothing? This is a, sh a shed at the back of a warehouse with some, some uh, cots in it and a radio and a sink, and that's it. There's nothing. Oh, oh we don't even have a pisser. Well, there's Comfy. always the river. <laughs> so essentially so, uh, we're in a fallout shelter yeah you're in a fallout shelter for the next week and um and about half an hour later the door opens and in comes a familiar face it's is it claudia's dude it's, the dalmatian dude no it's not it's carlton ramsey it's what? it's the lawyer it's Jeff. oh the lawyer <laughs> and he says um well i guess you put You've been putting the money to good use, then. I see. We haven't used a dime. <laughs> we have. Uh, right? I've been receiving. Uh, well, I don't know about you, Mr. Mortensen, but your friends have been sending me receipts for the last week. Oh, Claudia definitely has. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> for what? Business lunch, <laughs> business dinner. All right, that's 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 fair. <laughs> but um, I. Uh, I gather you have um, been successful in gaining some some measure of re re revenge, some measure of recompense for the loss of our dear friend. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Good. Also, go double check his grave. Just a thought, since you have more freedom than we do at the moment. Make sure it's still there, you know? Um, I, I will. Just so everyone why, knows. Why do you say that, though? Oh, just, just, just send us a little letter making mm. sure it's not open you know like okay. those great american badgers digging into graves some badgers i think you know more than you're kind of letting on what what exactly do you mean mr Morton? just go look at the grave my dude i will from what i hear there are things happening in this world that we can scarcely imagine or believe it real i'll have to see it for myself i guess all right bye <laughs> before i go i know you're one you're one for a you went for a, a smart line, Mr. Mortensen, but things things seem pretty serious. I understand from Mr. Paul that you need to leave the country as urgently as possible. God. Yeah, you know, we got into our our couple's argument. Some have to sleep in the doghouse, I've got to sleep in a different country. We are arranging your transport to London. It's the quickest way to get out of here. By oh, sweet English-speaking people. Oh, no. <laughs> And um, <laughs> we'll, be, we are, we'll be using the funds from our dear friend, our good friend, and I will buy you all second class. That's fair. Yes. I hope that will suffice. Better than working it off. Given the situation, I will not be giving you the date or the name of the vessel until the day. I will come in the morning, so be ready to leave in the morning of the day when the vessel will leave. So be ready to leave at a moment's notice. I will give you at least two days to conclude your affairs in New York. So please, make sure you do. I have a feeling you won't be coming back for a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> a feeling that Sounds good. Sounds good. I have a feeling that British people are going to be even ruder to me. Miss, um... You, ki you killed all of their cows in the war. Miss Stein. I, yeah. From what I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From what I understand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, 
the British are a lot more polite than my fellow countrymen. But underneath it all, they hate you just as much. That's that's what I figured. <laughs> give me a polite word and then a knife to the back. <laughs> so, with that, he concludes his business, shakes you all warmly by the hand, and he says, I'm sorry about my manner. It's been a trying couple of weeks, but you do know, you must know how grateful I am to you. And if there's any further help I can give you, do not hesitate to telegram me. Here is the way, and he gives you the ways in which you can contact him. And he says, I, I would suggest that any vital information or assets that you do not wish to carry about yourself, send them to me, entrust them to my safekeeping. I will make sure that they are held safe and any knowledge that you uncover, any information you, you dig up will be recorded should anything happen to any of you. Yeah, because my, my major concern is we should give him some of the evidence, but also but have him... Is like, this really like a safe box? I'm, we should have him transcribe them. And so that oh, way we'll, we'll, we'll have multiple copies. Absolutely. However you wish to do it. And it's entirely up to you. All I would say is if you are going to be following in Jackson's footsteps, which will take you God knows where on this planet, you may not be in the best of shape to be carrying around all the books and tomes you seem to have gathered about yourselves but that's just my opinion it is entirely up to you uh, yeah we will have we'll probably have to make that decision when we look over yeah give us some time we'll we'll sort it all out when you come back we'll like give you the stuff that we want you to seal away and you're safe can we bring weapons on a boat mr rakeshire you are a scot yes i <laughs> you're going do you home know, do you know the laws of your own country I don't. I've been gone for a long time. Of course I do. One of the laws. Well, unlike us enlightened Americans, I do believe the British do not commonly carry firearms about themselves when they are going about their daily business, such as going to the barbers or getting a pint of milk from the local general store. Ah, uh, Ramsey, now you see why I don't have any firearms. That would make sense, actually. <laughs> but also, uh, nice just try. Throws baseball in the fights. <laughs> All I would say, Mr. Mortensen, is the customs officers at uh, Southampton Docks, where your boat will be disembarking, may take a little bit of interest if you are carrying these weapons of mass destruction. My pistol? <laughs> he says, pointing to the various rifles and shotguns that you have. Oh, that's Claudia's business. Mm. Oh, you mean, she's, mean, she's got uh, a high enough charm. <laughs> what do what they I'd feel about fireworks? fireworks. <laughs> you mean house call and delivery? I think they quite enjoy fireworks. They have this funny festival where they burn an, an effigy of a terrorist and celebrate him. Very strange people, the British. I that sounds like fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yes. So, Mr. Abate, I think you are probably the least likely to have a happy greeting with your two impressive, though I must say, your two rather obvious pieces. Flirting with you. <laughs> Why is it every man? In New York, they're yes. all they're all slutty. Is there yeah. any rules against uh is there any rules against knives? That I think you could probably get away with. Um let me now, Mr. Abate, I'm sorry, I have terribly abused you. Um the shotgun, strangely, is perfectly legal in the United <laughs> Kingdom. Yes. My pea shooter all. is illegal, but his after fucking all. face deleter is legal. After all. What, um, what horrible country gentleman doesn't like to go out of an afternoon and blast some pheasants out of the sky <laughs> with a 12 gauge? Jesus. So it's more like keeping our weapons concealed that's going to be a big problem. Well, it's not like mm -hmm. it's not like we go outside and just start firing shots off like we live in the south. Um, I just did my that. dear friends, my dear friends. All all I am advising is just be careful. Try to That's be nice. a little bit discreet. That's all mm. I'm saying. I'm never discreet. 
Good. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities for you to be um, reunited with your most favoured possessions. And barbaric. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I shall leave you now. To your... Hey, Mr. Ramsey, real quick. Yes. Uh, they're, they're cool on alcohol, right? Oh, absolutely. Balling. I believe... Uh, I believe no no good working man's day doesn't start with a with a swift nip of brandy. Good, my kind of people. With that, I think I will leave you to your rather insalubrious dwellings. Good luck. So please try and conclude your affairs in the next two days. And with that, he bids you farewell. Inscrubular. The man has quite a vernacular. <laughs> Scrabble word. He's a lawyer. He's supposed to talk circles around you. So Marcus has decoded <laughs> Marcus has decoded the letter and it doesn't make any sense at all. Oh yeah. I wouldn't expect the code to be that easy to break. But can you make me an intelligence roll? Uh no. Oh, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Thank you. No. Can't failed. Can um, I try? I rolled Okay. Oh, I'll try. I've got a what I've got a seventy. Um, Wait, okay. I'm already assuming that we need that it's like needs to be jumbled. Okay. <laughs> Bro! Well, okay. okay, so um, Gwen, only you. Oh, and also Marcus because he rolled an extreme as well. Nice. Um, you both, you both look at it, and just by looking at the distribution of letters, you realise that it's clearly, um. It's it's a normal kind of code distribution, just the letters of not the right letters. What that means is there's the right number of each type of letter there. Like if you transpose them, it would probably make sense, but you just don't know what the you don't know what the key is. You need the oval team wheel thing from Christmas yeah, it Story. Would, it would never be this as simple as just being able to you know, do one step. Maybe you can think about how what you have. That might help you with that or what you might need to find we have the black sphinx um remember we already have that um thing Jackson. and it's missing some letters yeah i was looking at it earlier after he decoded it but i, I can't I, i'm not good at these things so <laughs> i know that that probably has something to do with it but i don't know what it is i've got a date at the graveyard oh is sorry i'm trying to place to have a date <laughs> nice well maybe you can bring some people back from the dead with your with your spells <laughs> Who wants to come? I'm putting flowers down. I'm not casting any spells. Lydia does like great arts. Bill, anything on your side? Is there anything? Um, I'm still. I'm actually. Um, I haven't heard much from my brother about him, and I. I don't know. Do you think it might be time to follow up with Fat Maybell? Might be. Um, I think maybe I could follow up with them. Okay. Okay. I think that's a good good plan. Um, I tell you what, though, Gwen, why don't you first make your medicine roll? Okay, oh, yes. Right. See whether, see Bill. whether um, Bill actually is in any kind of condition right. to. Uh... Oh! <laughs> you stab him on accident. It wasn't a fumble. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't a fumble. So all it means is you haven't managed to stabilize him. So he will have to get to a hospital. Wait, he was already Did I take him to my hospital? The mafia hospital? Oh, yeah. I practice. Yeah, but you don't have a hospital. Oh. You just have a, a an office, yeah? That's true, yeah. It's well, why not a... take him to the to the mob hospital? I don't no. think I'd like to go to the mob hospital. hospital. Gwen is the mob hospital. I am the mob hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and and she didn't she she couldn't think she couldn't um maybe you, you you're not not really a <laughs> like equipped equipped or something you need some uh, some special tools. equipment you don't just take him to the doctor give him like a little, a little lick and a band-aid okay, we'll just send him on his given that she's only got 60 percent, that that does mean that four out of ten people die when she tries to hit tries to <laughs> <laughs> emergency <laughs> back my, back. my points are a little higher on my physical sheet <laughs> yeah we can we can go to a hospital. <laughs> I can take him to some. We can, yeah, we, I, I think. Well acquainted with. <laughs> okay, I, Doc. I don't trust you. I think we should go to the hospital. <laughs> In other words, Gwen, you you're done with burning your luck for other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that much. 
Okay, so you're going to have to accompany uh, Bill to the hospital. Marcus, is there anything that you want to do in the next couple of days? I'll probably let uh, Henry know I'm going, and I probably want to get myself maybe like uh, like a lantern, some matches. Uh, get that shotgun shot off too. <laughs> Okay, fine. You got yeah, you got plenty of time for that. They said it would take two days, so that's good. Bill, you are patched up, and after it's actually three days before before um, uh, Carlton Ramsey turns up again, and he takes you down to the the New York Port Authority near Chelsea, which is ironically quite close to where your friend was killed, and he takes you to an office where your tickets are waiting for you. And you are all then led through. And you see this magnificent liner, like the biggest ship any of you have ever seen. And painted on the side is the name of the ship. It is the Mauritania, the sister ship of the Lusitania. That's ominous. <laughs> is this the boat that we're taking to London? I will be killed on this thing. <laughs> I'm not. Well, you I'm... better be careful. Uh, Wait, what happened to the Lusitania? Oh, the Lusitania. Wait, she. The, the Lusitania. Was sent by a U-boat, and that's what got the U.S. involved in World War One. And Claudia didn't sink the Lusitania, but she okay. knows. <laughs> she was okay. Your heart leaps into your throat. God, not sweating a bit, but you're gonna have to get on because the tickets are bought, and you can't stay in New York anymore. As you're waiting for your tickets, Colton Ramsey he leaves you for a minute, and then he comes back into the room with a a tall gaunt black man who introduces himself as Hilton Adams. Ooh. Hey! Ooh. And, hey, glad to and... see you're out of prison. You're not <laughs> falsely accused. You got it, or the jail. Jail's where you go when you're accused. Prison's where you go where you're guilty. So jail. Glad you're out of jail. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. I can't stay long. My wife, well, you saw what happened. She's up at the sanatorium now. They say she'll get better, but I don't know. Apparently she saw some pretty bad things. So did you, I, I hear, Mr. Abate. I hope she gets better. I just want you to know, if, if you ever need anything, I don't know what I could ever do for you, but if you ever need anything, just call me, contact me. Wherever you are in the world, I'll try and get there. I don't know how, but you just tell me. Um, I think Claudia will want to try to keep in contact with Millie and um, the Harlem Hellfighters. Because mm. can I recommend them out. my therapist <laughs> from when I got back from Peru? Just like this guy, totally. it's good. It's totally. a good view. Totally. So the the sea journey actually is a variable amount of time. It could take anywhere between five and ten days to get to Southampton from there. So um, we will see what happens on that journey. I'm sure nothing. I'm sure it'll just be a lovely, you know, chilly good sailing. Nice break. Yeah, good sailing. <laughs> a little fishy. All right, guys. Well, um, I need to now turn off the recording. Let me just...